Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. Um, I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about it or talking about it. So we figured, why not record us thinking and talking about it? So we're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. We received, well, I, I think the article came out a few weeks ago. Yep. But you spotted the article last night. Yes, I'm so excited. So as of June 15th, supposedly, supposedly, supposedly um, they have done at least a first draft or some kind of like right through yeah. of Akatar. Woo! Woohoo! And it's going to be released on Hulu. Um, <laughs> they haven't released any kind of dates yet, but there has been a at least some kind of first draft done. And we are so excited. I am so excited. Especially since we just did fan casting like last week. I'm like, oh, listen to our fan cast. Like, well, it's actually, fan cast is coming out this week. Oh, okay. So you're going to hear our fan cast this week. Yes. But yes. But pick our people. Pick our people. <laughs> it's so funny. I I literally, so Dragon Con, we live mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Dragon Con is coming up, which is like the lame younger brother of Comic Con. But right. even still, I was checking it today. I was like, I swear if Ron D. Moore oh is gosh. on the list. I'm coming. Because he comes to these kinds of things all the time because of his work with Battlestar Galactica. Right. Because that's always going on in the background of yes. these shows. So I was like, what if he comes to it and he's not on the list? But oh. I, I was like about to like spontaneously buy tickets to the entire weekend of Dragon Con so that I could go meet Rondi more, who I already love because of Outlander. Right. But we anyway. will love him even more after Akatar <laughs> comes out. It's just like it's so funny. He t- he went from like doing so right by just like pure nerds, right, to doing so right by like fantasy women like women obsessed with fantasy yes and i'm just like you just like are so good to all of us yes we like, all love you, you everyone you loves saw him. what our needs were and you just jumped right in sir i appreciate you sir anyway that's just like really positive exciting akatar related news yes so yay um okay so this week we're doing chapters 28 through 32 mm-hmm. which I called this because I wasn't quite sure what else to. Um, farewell, hello, farewell. Yes. Like, because it's perfect. It's kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, so we start off with chapter 28. Let mm-hmm. me. So this, I put another in my feels yes. summary here. For so sure. I said, Feyre says goodbye to the spring court, to Tamlin, without revealing her true feelings. Mm. She returns to her family in the human world, sad and empty. Mm. 28. 28. I don't like how this chapter starts. Not so no. much in that is leaving. It's that I just find it interesting when people say that they don't like goodbyes. Ugh. I was like, get over yourself. Who actually... <laughs> Who actually likes to say goodbye to somebody? Right. Like, as if you're never going to see them again. No one. No one. So I hate it when people are like, oh, well, I don't do goodbyes. Or I'm not like a goodbye person. I don't like goodbyes. Yet nobody likes goodbyes. Yeah. Like, unless it's like, oh, we all just like grab coffee and we're going to see you next week. Like, I'll right. give you a hug goodbye. That's, That's a different goodbye. Though. That's a different goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, to just, you're never going to see Alice again, potentially. And you don't want to say goodbye, like give her a great big hug and thank her for everything she's done for you. No, that's just selfish. That's it's just so like selfish. not wanting to express your emotions. And I don't appreciate that. So I didn't like how that began. I wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. And also on a side note, I love that I hear that coming from you. Because <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's not historically like a deeply emotional person. Correct. I shouldn't say that. You are an emotional person. You I, have emotions inside. I do. I just don't vocalize them very often. Right. You don't let your actions be led by emotions. Correct. Yes. Um, And so I'm surprised to hear that that's an opinion <laughs> you have, but I love it. Yes. Because I agree. I feel rather strongly about that one too. Good. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's cowardly. Yeah. And I'm like, you like, okay, maybe you don't want to like 
say the word goodbye, mm-hmm. but maybe like a thank you. Yeah. Like there's more ways to say goodbye to somebody without saying those physical words. Right. For sure. So I don't know. Alice has been really good to you. Mm-hmm. Feel like could have done a little bit more. I know. Um, and then her goodbye with Lucian is a rather interesting one. Um, yeah, he's pissed. He, well, yeah. And I mean, I don't really understand why he's so pissed. Right. Um, he kind of like alludes to like, you should have known better. And he says, I thought you were smarter than this. Right. Yeah. I'm like, if like, you're going to be pissed, why aren't you pissed with Tamlin who's sending her away? Right. I was, I just, I didn't get it. And I was like, what? I was like, is that your goodbye? Like, I thought you were smarter than this. Right. I was like, smarter than what? And like, why are you so mad that she's leaving? Like, I know you guys are like now buddy, buddy and like kind of goofy friends, but I was like, I feel like it's a weird reaction yeah. to her leaving. I agree. So. So I don't like that. No. And then it's just a lot of not, I don't like this. I know. That's just, I, didn't, I don't like how this chapter started. It's just like these weird, it's just weird. Yeah. And then next up is Tamlin's goodbye. Yes. And she gives him all of her paintings. But also, those are the last words she says to him. You can have my paintings. Wait, is they're that yours. literally the last she word? She said, they're yours. Like, my paintings, they're yours. That's that's the last thing she says to Tamlin. <gasps> I was like, what? That, that is literally the last thing she says. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Of. Those are your last words to the man that you are so in love with. What? Those are dumb last yes. words. Yes. My paintings, they're yours. What? No. In my head, Stupid. I thought she said something else. And that's what I thought, too. But then I was, like, rereading it. And I was like, no. This is what she says. That's your goodbye. That's literally like what I would count as your goodbye because that's the last thing you said to him. Oh my god. Dumb. It's the worst. It's so stupid. It really is. This is why I'm not a fan of the beginning of this chapter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm also thinking like, is there a physical way that she has said goodbye after saying that? But it's like... Not really because she no, just well, gets into the carriage. It says, he kissed me and pulled away too quickly. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't seem like it's a really good thing. No. She's on the brink of tears, and she just turns and gets into the carriage. Yeah. That's so lame. I know. Well, and then specifically, Tamlin says, I love you. Right. And she goes, I should say it. I should say those words, but they got stuck in my throat. Mm -hmm. And her, again, her excuse just feels like malarkey. Because it's like, because of what he had to face, because he might not find me again, despite his promise. Like, you think saying those words would, like, make his life harder? No. Like, like, yeah, obviously it's going to be hard because you know the love is reciprocated. Right. But it also, like, fulfills you because you know your love is reciprocated. And and you have something to fight for. And you'll both miss each other as much. Yeah. Yeah, he was was immortal and I would grow old and die. And maybe he meant it now, but perhaps last night had been as altering for, or hadn't been as altering for him as it was for me. And I would not, I didn't want to be a burden to him because um, I was just, all of it. I was just like, what? I put UG in like all caps next to this because I'm just like, this like rhetoric she has in her head. I'm like, no. I'm like, you're totally off your rocker. Like, she doesn't even look back. Like, as they leave. I was like, really, Farah? Really? This is your supposed home that you've claimed, and that's the worst. This is the worst goodbye. If my husband leaves for work without giving me a kiss goodbye, I lose my shit. Yeah. I want to say goodbye every time, because you never know. Every time. You never know. Richard laughs at me all the time, because I'll hear the door open, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, goodbye. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be back in 30 seconds. Like, he's just running (laughs) to his car or something, and I'm like, I don't know that. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, like, how do I not know that? Because he's not a morning person. Right. He doesn't speak well in the mornings. So I'm like, how do I know you're not just tired and going to your car and going to work? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you're coming back in for two more minutes. Anyway, he, I'll, I'll say it like five times in a morning if he keeps going in and out. And I'm like, I'm going to say it every time. Yeah. But so it's like, I'd rather you say not it. say anything? I... Anything. It doesn't have to be those exact three words. No, but just something. Something. Anyway. Yeah. Deeply bothers me mm-hmm. too. Um, so she's in the carriage and the magic puts her to sleep. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really like experience the carriage ride and she just kind of wakes up. Yeah. She's at this big fancy house. Mm-hmm. And it turns out this is the house that Tamlin essentially set her family up in. Yes. Before we go into that, I did oh. want to point out how is it that the one time Farah decides not to push back is the time that she's being forced to leave? 
Like, this girl that literally <laughs> questions everything and, like, won't do what anybody says. Yeah. I was like, you just so willingly submit to leaving. Yeah. Even though it's your home, you're in love with this guy. That's probably part of the reason why Lucian is pissed with her, too. Yeah. It's like, He's like, I thought you were a fighter. Yeah. I just I just needed to point that out. No, that's a really good point. Yeah. But anyway, so she arrives at this monstrous mansion. Right. Um, and it's like, wow. Like, she really sees now, like, what Tamlin did for her family. And it's just... It's crazy because they, you know, she, her sisters are out there like yeah. greeting her and like they don't recognize her at first. Um, Which is weird to me. Yeah. But I guess it's just because like you said last yeah. week about how she had filled out and was like starting to, you know, feel more womanly. So it's like maybe they just like. And they probably weren't expecting her either. Oh, that's true too. So, because I mean, back then you probably would have assumed you'd gotten a letter like, mm-hmm. um, and we learned because they thought she was with like her like, like long aunt. lost aunt or something and like taking care of her and she supposedly just now died which is like why right. Fairy came back but there's been no letters so I can okay, see but why they're surprised also Elaine at one point says didn't you get our letters yep and I'm like she can't read <laughs> like even if she did she can't why are you sending You're her letters terrible sister for not even like considering that you wrote a letter to your sister that can't read right how terrible are you terrible deeply insensitive about that because either you didn't care or you didn't remember probably both (laughs) probably the remembering part and i'm like do you know how much farah did for you and you couldn't even remember that she can't read or take it upon yourself to teach her right like you guys are stuck in this little shack that's a whole other other tangent tangent but um it's in a weird way, I like being reunited with her sisters again. It's interesting, yeah. Yes. But also, it makes me appreciate Tamlin even more so because just of the detail that he put into taking care of them. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden, those ships that were magically lost at sea mm-hmm. like eight years ago, all of a sudden are found. Right. And I was like, for him to even like remember that detail of how her father lost his wealth. And, like, yeah. those ships just magically come back, and now all this wealth is, like, it makes sense why he has it. It's not just, like, oh, like, random money was just bestowed on you. It's, like, no, right. like, your investment paid off. Like, you made the right decision. Like, just, like, well, boosting his but ego. But a stranger also gave him money a stranger and he invested also, it. Yeah. But it's, like, but also his own investment, like, kind of, yeah. like, came around. And I was just, like, the fact that he made this man feel like a man again. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so thoughtful. That is so thoughtful. Like, Tamlin's awesome. Um, one of the things that I appreciate about this is um, Pharaoh noticing Nesta. Mm-hmm. And just this way she described Nesta was, like, just so intense. I just, like, forget how intense Nesta is. I know. And so did Pharaoh. She says, I'd forgotten how cunning her eyes were, how cold. She'd been made differently from something harder and stronger than bone and blood. She was as different from the humans around us that I, as I had become. And I'm just like, girl, like what? I don't know. There's just like, there's something. It's just odd. Extra. She's very, yeah, she's a very unique character. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. But also like to that point, like when she like first like sees the, you know, the people coming out to greet her, like the carriage people and yep. all of them, she's like. They were so human. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, hun, you're a human. Like, yeah, but okay. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before. Yeah. When you're in a different place and you're so immersed in it. Right. What was normal to you starts to feel odd. Right. So when I lived in Australia, mm-hmm. I, all I heard ever were Australian accents. Right. And I remember I was at church one weekend and there was this outside pastor who was visiting who was from America. And I was just so hung up. I was like, something doesn't sound, he sounds weird. Like what? <laughs> and it's because he had an American accent. And I was so used to hearing Australian accents after living there for so long mm-hmm. that it was just wigging me out <laughs> hearing a random person with an American accent. Yeah. So it's like, that stuff just happens sometimes where it's like, if you're so immersed in another culture, what right. was once normal to you, you're mm-hmm. like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> in a way. I get it. Yeah. Um, and then also, just one more thing about Nesta is um, she notices that she took her advice and did not marry the uh, Tomas yeah. guy, mm-hmm. which I'm like, maybe she does care mm-hmm. a little bit about what you have to say. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the final thing, at least for me in this chapter, was that she's remembering the Suriel's words. Yes. Um, and she's questioning, you know, whether she made a horrible decision in coming back to, like, the mortal realm and leaving Tamlin. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, that's what I'd be thinking, too. You left this guy without saying I love you, without kissing him goodbye. Like, right. all these things. Yeah, you should be questioning. It's like the Suriel told you that for a reason. And, like, you trusted it for a reason. So. Yeah. Yep. She says it's only command. I know. And you didn't listen. See, again, you push back on everything <laughs> else except the one thing you actually want. I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get you, no Vera. Sense. I don't get you. No sense. No. So. So, chapter 29. Mm-hmm. Another shorter chapter. Yep. Um, and my summary is also short. Um, I put, Feyre adjusts to life back in the human world and pays a visit to their old home. Mm-hmm. Um. Real quick, first off the bat, she puts, Inventing stories about my time with Aunt Ripley required minimal effort. I read to her daily. I'm not trying to pull this out. She can't read. <laughs> Why are we continuing to bring this up? I didn't even, re- like, I, like, I read it when I read the book. That's but, a like, terrible lie. But clearly, like, Elaine doesn't even question it. Like, nobody questions it because... <laughs> They were writing her letters thinking she could read. I just. I didn't even catch that. That's hilarious that she right. said that. Oh my She's gosh. saying I read to her yeah. daily. What? No, you can't read, Farah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even pick up on that. That's hilarious. Right? But her family's acting like so interesting. Like Elaine is so full of life and love, which oh, not surprising. Like, I know. let's be honest. Her dad is a total surprise. He's just, like, so energized. He's walking without a limp. He seems like a man again. Like, he's just, like, proud and happy. But Nesta is different, like, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because it's, like, you would thought that she would be just basking in the glory of having money and, like, servants and, like, being able to command who she wants. Like, that's what I expected of Nesta. But she's, like, she's so quiet. She stares at everything like she's trying to figure out what's going on. Like, it was just, like, interesting how... She was Nesta so was combative behaving. before. Right, and she's just, like, quiet and just, like, watching. And it's like, what? Right. Like, I know everything changed because, like, yeah, you have money. But, like, why are you mm-hmm. acting this way, not the yes. way you were before? What is going on in that head? Right. It's very – I just – I was very surprised by, like, how she was acting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think this is partly why Elaine confides in Feyre mm-hmm. that Nesta went to see her. Which I was like, shut the front door. Like, of all the people. like, And I remember we literally had this conversation in one of our episodes where it's like, when the puka arrived, it was like, Elaine would obviously never show up. Nesta and Farah hated each other, so she wouldn't show up. Maybe her dad, but her dad, not really. Like, So Nesta, we totally said, there's no way she would ever try to come visit. And look at us. Wrong. We were proved wrong. We were. And what's so funny is, I'll be honest, when we were talking about that, I forgot. I totally forgot that she came to visit. Yeah. Or tried to visit. Tried to visit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, of all the people, I was the big sister. I know. Yeah. It was just so interesting. Yeah. And I I love also, um, out of this conversation with Elaine, Mm -hmm. she talks about how Feyre just looks so different. Yeah. And sounds so different. Mm -hmm. And And she's like, it was the magic. Like, it rubbed off on me. I know. But here's the thing. I don't think it was just the magic no it for sure was not like i think there's something really beautiful about like becoming mm-hmm. right and when a person is becoming themselves and becoming confident and mm-hmm. comfortable and understanding like they are deserving of love like there's something so beautiful about that and it just lifts a person yeah like when when they say like people are like beautiful inside or out or like ugly on the inside like when we say those things like it actually I feel like someone's inner beauty in a way does reflect on the outside it does you could it totally radiates especially like somebody that's newly in love yes they just have like that glow almost like a pregnancy glow as you will like yes they they have that glow to them Mm -hmm. um so I'm sure that's exactly what Elaine's seeing yeah and Elaine didn't ask her like is that was there a boy she's Mm -hmm. like no I just had a lot of like rest at like at (laughs) whatever's house I was like, oh, good try. Good try. But, like, Elaine doesn't even question it. She's just like, oh, okay. I'm like, she just seems so airheaded to me. 
She like, does. In the nicest way possible. If that could be a compliment to her. like. But then Pharaoh describes right after that just about how Elaine is blossoming. Yeah. So it says, like, she'd come alive here. Her mm-hmm. joy was infectious. There wasn't a servant or gardener who didn't smile at her. And even the brusque head cook found excuses to bring her plates of cookies and tarts at various points in the day. I marveled at it, actually, that those years of pro- poverty hadn't stripped away that light from Elaine. Mm-hmm. Perhaps buried it a bit, but she was generous, loving, and kind. A woman I found myself proud to know, to call sister. Yeah. I think that's so sweet. It's the, it really, it's such a sweet description of Elaine. And it's like, it's, she's such a great person, but I feel like she's oblivious. Because it's like, you didn't know Farrah didn't read. Like, you don't ask deeper questions. <laughs> right. Like, just, like, obvious things that you should know about your sister. But, like, I'm happy that Elaine is becoming herself as well. Yeah. Like, she's clearly thriving in this environment. Right. Um, so, yes, I'm happy about that. Part of me also thinks, though, is, like, I feel like you need different types of people in this oh, world. for sure. For and sure. And I feel like, like, we, like, Elaine is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Elaine has her flaws. I wish Elaine cared more mm-hmm. about the struggles that her family is facing and yeah. going on. But, I mean, you need people like that, too. Yeah, like that they, are just lights and hope yeah, and everything. Yeah, because I feel like they help the people who are focused on the problems. And, right. And I don't know. Like, I don't like. I don't think that I'm this person. Like, I don't connect right. to Elaine in that way. But I appreciate deeply the people who are. I I totally do too. Yeah. Even if they can be frustrating at times. Yep. Mm hmm. So she goes to revisit the cottage that. Oh, yeah. Hovel, whatever you want to call it. I was going to say, depending on whose uh, whose perspective it is. Um, Mm -hmm. But so she goes to revisit, and it's just interesting the perspective that she takes when she goes there. um, And, you know, that she had lived there the past few years. Um, In reference to Elaine. She had looked at the cottage with hope, and I had looked at it with nothing but hatred, and I knew which one of us had been stronger. And I was like, that's when I was like, oh, I really like Elaine. I like, know. And I like Farrah's, like, thought about Elaine. And I was just like, oh, that's such a, like, a good way to, like, think about it. Yeah. Just the fact that she had, she could look at a cottage with hope. Yeah. Versus I looked at it with hatred, and that, like, makes her stronger. I now, like, I, like I would say that I think that, in a way, when we talk about, like, bias in a book yeah. based off of the narrative, I think Farrah's downplaying her own strength in a way when... Because I sure. think it's so easy for us to look at other people and point out how strong they were. Yeah. Or the good things about them, and it's so much harder to notice it in ourselves. Right. And so I feel like obviously this is told from Pharaoh's perspective. So I think she's pointing out, and rightly so, the the strength and bravery of mm-hmm. her sister. But I'm also like, you. part of me is like, Pharaoh, you don't have to like downplay yourself. Right. Because how do you measure who was, who was stronger? But like, I mean, I think... I think Farrah knows she was physically stronger than mm-hmm. Elaine, but I think mentally, I mean, we think about where she started right. at. She was winter inside and out. Like, she right. was just, she was so sad, so depressed, so lost, and Elaine was never like that. Yeah. So it's like, I think she's talking about it in that way, which, in that case, I do think Elaine was stronger, yeah. like, mentally. A, a, a mental and emotional a men- strength. Yeah, so. That makes sense. I see what she's saying. Yeah. It's a really, like, poignant way to end the chapter. Yeah. And then on to chapter 30. Do you have anything else in 29? Not for 29, no. All right. I made my summary very short and sweet. Okay. It's an In My Feels sticker. Yeah. And I just put Feyre and Nesta reconnect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This chapter, Mm -hmm. I, I think at one point I was, what did I put? I put, how many times can my heart break? (laughs) (laughs) It just got me yeah. in many many ways mm-hmm. what did you notice about this chapter um well just i liked how it starts so she runs into isaac the oh, yeah. you know the guy that she had like tumbled in the hay with or whatever yeah. um on her way back and she describes him as human so human she just feels nothing but happiness for him and his new wife so to me it's like she just has clearly like she can tell it's over like she is yeah. in love with tamlin like she has moved on like, it's nice because she wishes them nothing but the best, but yeah. you can clearly see, like, her heart has changed. She's grown, like, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's nice to, like, see that. Yeah. Um, but she's, you know, she's constantly thinking about, like, what's going back on in Prithian, and um, even though, like, 
a ball is being held in her honor like because elaine and her dad are kind of like throwing her a ball but like all her thoughts are just back on prithian yeah Um, and she's basically just like trying to kill time during the day but she can't imagine what to do with like the rest of her time because she was like oh like i can do you know the plants with elaine for a few hours but it's like what am i supposed to do forever basically right so um yeah and then it's everything with nesta which is a lot (laughs) it's so much it here's the thing i when we talked about nesta at the front of this book Mm -hmm. i had very strong feelings about her yes especially even so the first time i read it Mm -hmm. and like I'm not trying to spoil anything, but we did our breakdown of the Archeron sisters Mm -hmm. where we dived into these characters even more fully, like through the course of the series and reading this chapter just actually like, I forgot the emotion Mm -hmm. in this chapter for Nesta. I was literally thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, maybe I was a little bit harsh on Nesta. Like just reading this chapter, I was like, I forgot that she had like, not redemption, but, like, she was so observant and she cared oh. so much about Farah in this chapter. And I was like, how did I forget this? I was know. all of her terribleness just totally overshadowing, like, the one good moment I felt like I had with her? I know. Part of me um, was like, oh, shame on us a little bit. I know. I feel a little bad. All those all those listeners that, like, commented and were like, dang, you guys were harsh on Nesta. We were a little harsh after reading this chapter. I it was like, so. a like, little bit. I, I think we missed mentioning this side of Nesta. Yes, I agree. is the way to put it. I still have, like, dislike towards her, but, like, yeah. this was, like, oh, wow, like, she she cares. She is a good person. Yeah. There it's is redemption. It's one of those things where I still agree with the things we said, mm-hmm. but I think we did her a disservice by not mentioning this side. I agree. Listeners, you'd be proud of us. They're growth. Growth from Here's us. Here's the thing, though, but even, like, reading books, I think it's so interesting, like, what you take. Yeah. on each read because mm-hmm. I used to think it was weird when people would read books over and over and over yeah um but like something like this it's like certain things stick out in your mind mm-hmm. different times you read it for sure and for me this time it was this chapter stuck saying, at me th- so differently it's never stuck out like this before and I think it's because we were so harsh before and we've talked so much about Nesta yeah in prior episodes that I was like I read this and I was like, wait, this is nothing like what I was thinking, talking about. Yep. And it like really stood out. Yes. So I'm glad it did for you too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, do we need to do like a redo? <laughs> like, no. like a, well, not like a full redo, but like a follow up yeah. of that, that breakdown. But anyway, okay. So like key things with Nesta, this conversation. So first off, we find out that the trick did not work on her. Well, even. Or right, the glamour. So right before that, even. Um, Nesta's being like a little snippy with Farah and she says I think your home is somewhere very far away mm. and I was like what a, what an odd thing to say because like yep. but then she goes into like that the glamour didn't work and I was like oh well right I get you right you said that now um, well and I love what Farah says she goes I've never heard of a glamour not working but Nesta's mind was so entirely her own she had put up such strong walls of steel and iron and ash wood that even a high lord's magic couldn't pierce them and I'm like you are so so fierce. Yes. So fierce. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's, it's like, it's it works against you so hard in some ways. I know. But in other ways, I'm just like, yes. I know. I was like so impressed. It's like, what? A High Lord's glamour didn't work on you. Yeah. Like a human. I'm like, how? I can't even imagine how strong <laughs> your freaking mind must be that like a fairy can't glamour yes. a human. Right. It's like, that shouldn't, that should be child's play. Right. It's like, it's like impossible. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. A friend of mine is reading this series for the first time and she's been texting me along the way. And at one point she put that she loves Nesta. And I was reading this moment. I was like, yeah, yeah, I see, I see that. that. <laughs> I see why. I see why. Um, um, And also like she had saved a piece of Farrah's painting from the house <laughs> as like, it's sentimental. I don't know if she necessarily saved it sentimentally because that was like Farrah well, had painted that it's part. It's like a reminder but, of but her. But it's a reminder of her. But it was also like, I thought it was like where the claw marks were. Yes. Like, so like for me, I was like, were you saving it because it was a reminder of Farrah or was it because a reminder of like what actually happened? Well, like, I think it's about what actually happened to Farrah. I see. I was sure if it was like it. happened to Farrah or what happened to them like in general. Like, Well, because I think, and like we break this down a little bit more, mm-hmm. but... I don't think Nesta was pissed about 
her family being like glamoured and things changing. I don't think yeah. that was the true issue of it. Because she says multiple times. What where is it? She says So she says multiple times it wasn't right. Yeah. Like that's just what she keeps that's saying. That's true, yeah. And I just to me that feels like it wasn't right that he took you. It wasn't right that he tried to make us forget what happened to you. It what like that's yeah. what wasn't right in that situation. Mm-hmm. Cuz them getting money is fine. Right. Like those kinds of things she's not worried about not being right right it's about specifically what happened to Feyre gotcha at least that's what I'm taking from it yeah no and I could see that I just wasn't like 100% sure because I was like did you take it because of the claw marks that you'd remember like yeah what happened or because like Feyre painted this and the claw marks probably both both. probably both but Um, we find out she hired the mercenary from town the one that she was like petrified that Feyre went to talk to I I don't look at this sob I drew I I just like because Feyre goes, you did that for me? Yeah. I was I, like... I was literally in shock. I was like... Nesta, I was crying. Nesta literally went now. all the way to the wall. Like, that's like a two or three all day trip. She went all the way to the wall and was looking for two days for the freaking hole in the wall. And she couldn't find it. And then she turned around. I was like, what? Who is this girl? Who is she? I was like, Nesta, where have you been for the past eight years? Like, yes. come on. Are you... I was just... I thought she hated Farrah. I was just, I was shocked. I was but like, so shocked. She goes, what happened to Thomas Mandre? Yeah. And I'm just, oh God, it hits me. Nesta goes, I realized he wouldn't have gone with me to save you from Perithian. Yes. I'm like, stop. I know. I was like, you care. You genuinely care. I know. I was shocked when she said that. I was like, man. That's just like such like fierce big sister energy that it just like that's the first time right inside I, know. I feel like that's the first time she is truly big sister yes like mama bear like oh no like i can't be with a man that doesn't care about my sister yes so yeah i was oh, that was amazing i looked at my sister really looked at her i said softly this woman who couldn't stomach the psychophants who now surrounded her who had never spent a day in the forest but had gone into wolf territory who had shrouded the loss of our mother, then our downfall, in icy rage and bitterness, because the anger had been a lifeline, the cruelty a release. But she had cared. Beneath it, she had cared. And perhaps loved more fiercely than you or I could comprehend. More deeply and loyally. Tomas never deserved you anyway, I said softly. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is probably the one moment the two of them have ever shared where it's like they genuinely cared about each other yeah. like or that you see that they care. Like yeah. you, she's clearly cared about her the whole time even though she never even made Fair aware of that. But I'm like how could you be someone's sister and not let them know how much you care? Like that kills me. I'm like everybody's different. No, but just oh, I just I loved that paragraph. Like Fair is so reflective about like who her sister truly is and it's like I think she's like understanding nesta on like a whole new level so i just i loved that that whole paragraph yeah well and just like again in the spirit of connection Mm -hmm. nesta asks her to tell me everything yep and she does and then it says and when i finished my story nesta merely stared at me for a long while before asking me to teach her how to paint yeah and there's just something so sweet about that Mm -hmm. because i feel like I feel like that's Nesta reaching out. I know. Because I was like, of all the things, I was like, that's never what I would have anticipated her, like, asking to right. do or, like, wanting to do with Farah. But it's like she's trying to connect. Yes. And I just, I respect that. I respect well, that a I, lot. And I can imagine, like, you know, Nesta, because she mentions, like, going back to the cottage at times, you yeah. remember? Mm-hmm. And we know that there were paintings all over that cottage. Right. So it's like, I wonder if she would, like, go there like, I'm just imagining, like, her going there and just, like, sitting there and staring at everything Feyre painted and mm-hmm. trying to remember Feyre. And, like... Right. Like, that's what I... And when she finally asked her teacher how to paint, like, that's what I'm picturing. Like, I'm picturing her probably having experienced something like that. Yeah. And now she's like, I want to connect with her in this way. Yeah. It's just so... It's really sweet. Like, again, I take... I don't take back what I said about Nessa, but I definitely feel like this needed to be discussed. Yes. Like her redemption, her like good side, like truly loving Farah side. Yes. So. I just, ugh. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add? Okay. Yeah. So 
two other conversation points with Nesta that really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Elaine and their dad are kind of like getting ready for this ball. Mm-hmm. And Nesta makes a point. She said, there are days when I want to ask him if he remembers the years he almost let us starve to death. Mm. And Feyre goes, you spent every copper I could get too. And then this is the thing that Nesta said that kind of stuck with me. She said, I knew you could always get more. And if you couldn't, then I wanted to see if he would even try to do it himself instead of carving those bits of wood. If he would actually go out and fight for us. I couldn't take care of us, not the way you did. I hated you for that, but I hated him more. I still do. Mm. And it's just like, like, that's what was behind Nesta's original energy. Mm -hmm. Like, hate for her father. And she says that she hated Feyre, but it's more like she hated herself that she could not provide in the same way Feyre could. I feel like it's like a jealousy hatred kind of thing. So that really, I put a little, like, heartbreak emoji (laughs) next to that. Like, it's so sad that it's like, you were just wanting Feyre to fail so that your dad... Just to see if he would even try. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and continuing on talking about her father, this is the second thing I just wanted to point out that I thought was interesting. Because mm-hmm. she's like, she's also pissed about how their, her father handled their mother's death. Right. Because um, she says, like, he let her waste away. And um, Feyre goes, he loved her. He grieved for her. And then Nesta goes, he let her die you would have gone to the ends of the earth to save your high Lord. Hmm. And it's just like, yes, but also they were just left. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, yes. In my head, I'm like, yes, she would because that's who she is. But then I was like, but she just left the guy. I was like, she didn't even try. That was my thing. Like she didn't even try to stay behind. And I'm sure, like, when Nesta says that to Farah, she's right. like, oh, my gosh. Like, what have I done? Like, yes, I am that person that would fight to the death for the one I yes. love. Because but- Nesta's been very cold in the past, but she's very observant. She's so observant, yeah. She's very sharp. And so it's like, if she's calling that out in Farah, right? because of just who Farah is. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Farah did for her family. Right. It's what Farah did for them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you would go to the ends of the earth to save him. Yeah. Because that's exactly what you did for us. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but you didn't. But you didn't, Farah. And in a way, we know, because this was part of this week's reading. Right. That that definitely sp- probably spurs the next. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's what segues into the next chapter, actually. Yes. So, summary for chapter 31. I put, after discovering Claire's fate, Feyre is determined to return to Prithian to help Tamlin and save her family from the blight. Her sister sent her off, and she searches for the hole in the wall, ultimately finding it along with a decimated spring court. Mm, yeah. Chapter 31. And so basically what we were saying is, you know, that it segues in, and Farrah's thinking about what Nesta said to her and realizes that she's right. She yes. so desperately wanted to just have, like, an easy, cush life mm-hmm. when she was there that she left Tamlin and didn't fight to stay. Um, she didn't tell him she loved him. She didn't do what she could have. Yeah. So it's, like, Nesta really, like, hit home with, like, Farrah's yeah. thoughts. And, like, good. She should have. But I'm, like, how did you not realize this before you left? Yeah. This but- is why we need fierce lady friendships who will help call you out yes. on your bullshit. Yes. We do. And that is sure. what Nesta did for her in, in a roundabout way. Right. <laughs> But I'm, like, glad she realizes it. And it's nice that it, it was Nesta that, like, brought this to her yeah. attention. You know, just, like, the, there is good in her. Like, it just, it's a good side. It's a yeah. good thing, I think. Well, and then, so, she's thinking on this while mm-hmm. they're all at dinner, yeah. basically. I think it's dinner. Yeah. Um, And her father brings up that essentially the entire better family mm-hmm. burned in their house like the house burned down and so that yeah. land is up for sale and i saw that i was like wait what yeah Pharaoh's like um excuse me what who so and then they they didn't find claire's body either no, which so it's like where is claire oh my gosh and i mean i'm hearing this like obviously fair is freaking out just yep. the same way as we are reading this and it's yep. like that's the name that she gave to reese like yep she said claire better and this girl's family has been like her whole house and her whole family burned to the ground and she's gone mm-hmm. and it's like there's no way that's a coincidence that like a week before or like no days way. before you gave this name and then this family is burned to the ground and the girls disappeared no way it's, n- it's just not possible no nope. so it's like it has to be 
has to be them. And that, but that also means that like fairies are crossing the wall, like, yep. and like coming in. And so it's like, does that mean the blight's getting stronger? Like what, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And that's very disturbing. And this is really like, I think it's really interesting. Feyre just like, it's like a, a switch is flipped. Yeah. She goes, you must listen very carefully. And then that she just launches into mm-hmm. what they need to do. Right. Because she is leaving. I feel and like they're that, in danger. This is like her mode. Like she is protector mode. Like yep. she likes to like take care of people, protect people. Like, and like she didn't have a reason. Like I feel like when she left, it was just like she was trying to be this person that she wasn't. But like yeah. this is where she thrives is when it's like you trigger her and she's like, bam, this is what I do. Like I need to do yeah. this, this, and this. I'm going to tell you to do this. Like I'm leaving. I'm packing a bag. I'm going. I'm going to defend people. Yep. But it's like the, the past like few weeks when she's like fallen in love with Tamman and just like been happy go lucky. Like, yeah, that's who she is, like who she wants to be, but it's not who she is. Like, this yeah. is who she is. That's why she was like so quick to act. She's a fighter. She is. As soon as it was triggered, it's like, bam, like this is what we're doing. Yeah. She's, it's so funny because I'm thinking back to when Lucian and Tamlin asked her about like what her hobbies were. Right. And like painting is definitely a hobby for mm-hmm. her, but it's like her life is not meant to be just painting no not at all like it's it is it is fight Mm -hmm. it is and it doesn't have to be like war but like she she needs to like feel useful she needs to feel like she's protecting something like that's when she's most herself right and i think it's exactly what you said of Yes, we saw her relaxing, which is good. Mm-hmm. We saw her opening up. We saw her, in some ways, feeling more of herself. Yeah. But I think in in that way, she was she she lost that part of herself a little bit. Yeah. And that's why she left. Like she lost that part is like of like mm-hmm. no, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna protect. Yeah. Like she let that be compromised, and that's why she left in the first place. Right. But so. this has definitely triggered it back. We're back. The, the switch has been flipped and she's yep. ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so I think something to point out, um, it says, my father and Elaine began blinking as if clearing some fog from their minds. Mm-hmm. So just by like talking about this, now that glamour's gone and they're starting to remember right. what's going on. And she explains about the better. She explains about Tamlin and the blight. And I love that Nesta is just like, it says Nesta followed me up this or into the hall and up the stairs like Nesta's like I'm gonna help you mm-hmm. we're gonna do this well and even when they were having the conversation like in front of her yep. dad and sister she like shushes them she's like no no like <laughs> yes. hand up like shut up like no no don't yep talk. like she's talking yes and I love I love I put in all caps just like sob next yes. to this because Nesta goes we don't need you here Feyre do not look back and then Nesta goes father once told you to never come back and I'm telling you now we can take care of ourselves and then Feyre thinks, once I might have thought it was an insult, but now I understood. Understood what a gift she was offering me. Yeah. It's just like, <sighs> Yeah. And I'm like, it's just like, like full circle really in a way. Is. I'm like, you guys needed to have way more moments like this in your past. And maybe I you would have been closer. But, um, yeah. And like Pharaoh, you know, warns them that like iron's useless. Yeah. Um, that fairies can lie. Which, again, I know we talked about that she would never have the chance to tell people this. Yes, she, she clearly did. does. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then the ash is really the only thing that can kill him. And she's like, buy a lane, like a whole freaking garden. Yeah. Like, spend all my money on ash trees if you need to. Like, hire guards. Like, all this stuff. Um, but there's there's another really sweet moment um, where she turns to her sister and says, there is a better world, Nesta. There's a better world out there waiting for you to find it. And if I ever get the chance, if things are ever better, safer, I will find you again. Mm-hmm. Stop. I know. It I, just. It's really sweet. It's so sweet. But then, and then Nesta's response is so Nesta. She's I, like, I don't bother. I don't think I'd be particularly fond of fairies. It, that cracked me up. I was like, of course you would say that. Of, of course, course you, you would. would. And then, but sorry, I just, no, I'm good. so obsessed with this Feyre-Nesta interaction yes. in these last few chapters. She goes, no limits, I thought. There were no limits to what Nesta might do, what she might make of herself once she found a place to call her own. I prayed I would be lucky enough to someday see it. I know. Yeah, I was like, where was this in the beginning of the book? I know. But I think, like, her being away from Nesta has probably helped the situation a lot. Yes. Just because she can actually see her now for who she truly is because you get so down in the weeds with people that it's like you yeah. kind of don't realize stuff about them but when you step away and like come back mm-hmm. I think it's 
I think it was good. It was good for so their relationship. Good. But yeah, I was so impressed with like how like the thoughts that Farrah was talking about with Nesta. I was like, I like this a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were just really sweet. They're so sweet. Um so then she packs up and yep. is off. Well, and also just in terms of like goodbyes, I think it's interesting how the goodbyes shifted from mm-hmm. those first goodbyes to now. Yeah. Because now we have Nesta telling her to never come back and just right. to do it, which, which originally is what her father did. Mm-hmm. Then it says that her father was nowhere in sight. Right. Which I think probably upon remembering everything that happened, he's feeling immense shame. Probably. In a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guess. And then Elaine threw her arms around her and held her tightly saying, I remember, I remember all of it now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think Elaine didn't say a word to her. No, she was cowering. She was just cowering. Yeah. And so it's just, it's interesting how, like, mm-hmm. things have shifted. Right. Not just inside of Feyre, but in her relationships with mm-hmm. every member of her family. Yeah. When she hasn't even been around them up until, like, no. right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a very sweet um, moment, again, with Elaine, where Elaine goes, I would have liked to see the continent with you, Feyre. I know, it was so sweet. I was like, oh. And Feyre goes, maybe someday. And I hope I hope they do that someday. I hope. I was like, that's such a sweet sister thing. It really is. Um, but then you're right. She leaves. And so I mentioned to you my friend who was reading this series. Mm-hmm. She pointed something out. And I have to agree. Okay. It's Tamlin goes through all this trouble mm-hmm. of knocking her out. Yeah. When she goes to... I was literally end and back. This out. How did she find her way through? So, I mean, granted, I don't know if it was like super easily. It did say it took her like a day or two of walking along the wall. But I was like, that's not that long. Like, and she, and it didn't say she was just like, like, okay, I'm thinking that I'm looking for this magical hole in the wall. Right. So what I would do, this is me. I'd be walking literally right next to it, my hand along the wall the whole time. Because, That's basically like, what she said she was doing. No, she, they, they said like she Oh, she would, said like, tapping the wall every so often. Tapping the wall. I was like, how do you, <laughs> like, what about the last 27 feet you just passed? Were those just not whole feet? Like, yeah. was there no way a hole was in the, that space? I was like, I don't understand. Like, the, this is my logical brain yes. working. I was like, how, how do you know? Like, yes. if it was so obvious, like visibly obvious, people would find it. So I was like, if it's this magical hole, shouldn't you have to feel for it? Yeah, it just... This is my logical brain. It was and then, a little too easy. Too easy. I was like, two days, that's it? That's all it took? I feel like it should take But longer. also, she's very determined at this point. Right. I'll give her that. And so. I was trying to be like, <laughs> not too harsh on this like part. But yeah, right. the fact that I was like, okay, so you enter into the woods which it could have been a totally different spot that you entered with tamlin versus where right you entered yourself so how do you magically just make it back to the spring court like <laughs> with no effort like i was like when you went out hunting with like very minimal effort very minimal effort you just magically find your i was like you don't even have a compass like how did you even know where in the spring court <laughs> this thing was like you just magically get back there yeah. This is like my probably my harshest criticism for any part in the book. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's no way she would find it this easy. But I was trying to not judge too harshly on this part. That's fair. I just more or less think it's funny. Yeah. But I also know that you can't mess with a woman who is determined. It's true. I will so give her that. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. But she makes it to the manor successfully. Yes. And it's, it's just destroyed. It's destroyed. She sinks to her knees in despair knowing Tamlin is gone. I was like, oh, no. Sad. Sad ending to the chapter. It is. And then we're moving into the last chapter which of this reading. Right. Which was very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me read you my summary. Okay. So I said, Feyre runs into Alice who tells her everything about Amarantha, the curse, and Prithian's fate. Mm-hmm. resolve. Sorry, Feyre's resolve grows and she asks Alice to take her to Amarantha under the mountain. And Alice reluctantly agrees. Mm -hmm. So this was a highly informational chapter. I was going to say, like, I have, like, it was a long chapter. It was probably, like, 12 or 13 pages compared to, like, the other ones that were six or seven. But I actually don't have that many notes. Yeah. I feel like it was just a lot of, like, information. (laughs) Yep. And it doesn't really need, like, to be hashed out or, like, discussed. But, like, we will obviously, like, touch on it. Well, high level. High level. On a very high level, we find out that this blight Mm -hmm. was a curse. Right. 
from Amarantha. Mm-hmm. Essentially, um, Amarantha hated humans. Right. She was part of the war where over the slaves, basically, right. from 500 years ago. And they t- she talks about how her sister fell in love with a human who was just manipulating her sister and murder her sister. So that fuels her hate. Um, and that war, obviously, she ended up losing. And she right. came back and she manipulated the High Lords and took their power. And now she is leader over them all. Yes. Having taken their power. And she was in love with... Or, as much as an evil person can be. Right. With Tamplin. Mm-hmm. Very interested in him, but he refused her. Mm-hmm. And basically, very, very quick high-level summary, he insults her, says something about, like, he'd rather love a human, and Amarantha's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's see if you can get a human who hates fairies to love you. Right. And that was the curse. Very Beauty and the Beast-esque, right? Yeah. Gotta find a person who, like, how could someone ever love a beast, right? Like, that whole... Mm-hmm. idea a so beast and in a mask too and in a mask yes so that's a very high level summary very do you think level. i missed anything i don't think so i think okay i think that was that was a very good high level overview of like the yes. whole combo and sh- they find out that she is under the mountain Correct. and she's taken tamlin because the curse limit is up right and if Feyre had just said i love you she would have broken the curse she would have broken the curse yes and it's again not trying to keep mentioning this friend. I just think it's so funny, like, people's reactions as they read these books the first time. Yes. She texted me before she even got to this part. And she, it's in all caps. It was like, I swear to God, Alex, if all she had to do was break the curse is say, I love you, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> and I just, like, I sent the, like, emoji where it's, like, the awkward grin and you're like, <laughs> yeah, like, sorry. Because <laughs> it's, like, in some ways, you're like, that's so, like, that's so easy. Yes. It should, like, it should have been so, it it, I mean, it's so, not, but. It should have been so easy, but it's, like, it's so hard for people to say, I love you, I mean it, and, like, blah, 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 I get it, but, like, yeah. come on. I know. Um, But we do learn, like, a couple other things that aren't just, like, in, like. Yeah. In regards to that. So, initially, when the, like, chapter, like, first starts, like, I was just really impressed again because, like, Farrah's hunting instincts, like, kick in. She's, like, oh, tracking yeah. through the house. And I was, like, she's, like, I gave myself, like, two minutes to just, like, grieve. And mm-hmm. then I was up. Like, I was tracking, like, where all the blood was. Like, yeah. I was following everything. And I was, like, this is, like, this is her element. Like, you can just clearly see it. But she's, like, there's no bodies. She's, like, I kept reminding myself there's no bodies. So it's, like, I knew that they were taken. Yeah. Basically. So she's, like, believing that they're still alive. Like, that they were just taken. So, like. That was impressive. Yes. And then, like, Alice, like, is saying that she's basically one of the only people in the house because she's too lowly to be <laughs> taken, like, with the rest of the court. Yeah. And I was like, that I'm sucks like, that you're, you, that you're too lowly, but, like, I'm super happy that you weren't taken. This also. is true. Like, and I'm sure she's super happy, especially because, like, her nephews, like, she has to take care of her nephews yeah. and everything. So, like, I was happy about that. Um, Yeah, she explains everything. Mm-hmm. We learn about Lucian losing his eye, which yes, I thought was, like, an interesting, that's how that like, happened. And, like, when – it was just crazy, like, reading that part because it's, like, Lucian went back and, like, Tamlin vomits, like, oh. because he's, like, so, like, distraught over seeing this. I was, like, oh, my yeah. gosh. And, like, that's the reason they go to the masquerade is Aramantha's, like, supposedly trying to make up for it. So it's, like, yeah. all of that because of, like, Lucian, like, it's just it was just interesting, mm-hmm. like, how she used, like, his friend to, like, manipulate him. Yeah. So. um Another – thought that I had during the whole like breakdown of everything Mm -hmm. is part of me is like like I get it that Tamlin is a sexy high lord yeah I get it but I'm like Amarantha why are you so obsessed with him yeah it's a little weird so I thought that she was like younger too I mean but like younger in terms of fairy lives here's something I'm wondering Mm -hmm. are they mates I don't know. And he's just like rejecting it. Yes. That's a good thought. That, that was a, cause yeah, I was like, she that, is, she is like so obsessed she's with so him. so obsessed with him. Yeah. Like so hardcore obsessed with him. I'm sure we'll find out, but that's a very like, right. Very good thought. I like that. I don't know. That just, I mean, that, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't want Tamla no. to be your mate, but like, because, but we've learned like, just because people are mates, does it mean like they actually like each other right, or like yeah, good for Tamla's each other? Parents, like, Exactly. So but part of me is like, why else would she be so obsessed with him? Yeah, no, that's definitely true. That's a really interesting thought. So, um, um 
And then also, like, it made me, like, so sad to, like, learn about Andres. Like, they touched mm. on, like, how, like, these, like, so Tamlin had, you know, all these centuries that were going out every single day right after this, yeah. like, curse was bestowed upon them. And, like, there was only a dozen or so left after, like, two years. And I was like, oh, my gosh, all these guys, like, sacrificed themselves. And then literally from, like, so year two to year 49, they did nothing. They just, like, yeah. sat around and, like, waited and hoped. And I was just, oh, I would go crazy if I was one of those people that, like, could. Yeah. Like, it's like, why are we even waiting? Why don't we just hand ourselves over now? I know. That's the thing. And it's like, and then all of a sudden he, like, decided. And it's just like, Andres was like, yes, like, I will do this for my people, for, like, my high lord. Like, what a hero. I know. I was like, you're willing to sacrifice yourself. Like, so it was just like, I feel like we got a little more perspective into, like, the centuries yeah. and, like, Andres. And it's just like, I was like, well. Like also a little more him. perspective of why Lucian was behaving all the different ways he was. Absolutely, for sure. And like why he was like pissed with Feyre at the end. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. But Tamlin, he's just really the best. Like he literally just put Feyre above himself, like above his court and above Prithian. Like I was like, he literally sent her away and chose like for the whole freaking yeah. like fairy world to suffer because he was in love with this girl i was like oh my gosh like it's real romantic but it's like also come on like she could have like maybe like it's so frustrating to me i'm like why didn't you wait till the last day why did you right. send her three days prior right obviously because she would have said i love you we wouldn't have had this dramatic story but like why couldn't you just why couldn't they have waited till the last day before he said i love you and then yeah i wouldn't have been as mad because like she had three days left like she would have said i love you in that time yeah, it just like here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I I appreciate a man who wants to take care of his woman. Yes. I appreciate it. I like I appreciate it. But like you did not ask her. She was in no way informed of mm-hmm. what was happening. Right. There's still in my mind a consent to protection. Right. And I feel like they did not appropriately, and granted, they couldn't in many ways. Right, yeah, they couldn't talk in about what the actual blight was. Like, they couldn't say a lot of stuff. So but I like, get that. But, like, could they have even slightly more appropriately conveyed to her the situation? Right. And let her choose for herself? Yeah, because you know she would have chosen to stay and, like, try to fight and, like, right. try to break the curse. Like, she would have done everything she could have. Whereas you just sent her away and, like, forced everybody's hand in this. Right. So it's like, yes, it's romantic. But. But the feminist in me is irritated. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also, like, it's one of those things. It's like, how do you choose one person over everyone? I know. It's, it's like, putting it into that balance. It's like that weird conversation we had about, like, you know, Tamlin said he would have chosen to fight for the right. slaves. But it's like, you never know in the situation. And it's like. It's like one of those things. It's like, how do I choose my one? Like, it's like if you ask me, like, would I choose Josh over like saving a hundred thousand lives? It's yeah. like, like obviously I want to choose Josh, but it's right. like hundred thousand like, people. Would Josh like, let you? Like, would would he let you choose him over a hundred thousand people? No. Right, and so that's I'm like, Feyre like, would not have let him do but that. But I feel like everyone would basically be like the self sacrifice. Like most people would self sacrifice or say they would be okay with that right like i feel like for total innocence like most people are gonna want to choose like save a hundred thousand lives over me right you know what i mean so i don't know but like he chose he clearly chose like to protect her over everyone right like but it's also like in a way like she being there could protect everyone i know if he had just given her the time i'll give her one more day like why did you you said i love you first so like Generally, people reciprocate that if they're feeling the same. So it's like if you had waited one more day, she could have. She could have said it and the whole course would have been broken and everybody would have been free. Yeah. So, but. I don't know. I'm I'm sure there's a reason why because we've still got like, I don't know, 20 chapters left or something. I know. It's just, it's frustrating that it was like forced on her in that way. And honestly, we only have like closer to like 15 chapters left. Oh, so there you go. Big things Um, are bound to happen. Big things. But yeah, just one, but to wrap this all up, yeah. basically she decides that she's going, that yeah. to hell with what Tamlin had originally said, mm-hmm. she is going to go fight for him and fight for Perithian. Yes. And, and I, I just think she is so brave. She's so brave. She's it's, so brave. 
Yeah, I'm very impressed. And Alice is going to take her to Under the Mountain. Yes, which it's um it just stuck out to me that like Amarantha was just like, uh, no, go home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, I'll take you to the wall. There's not to be done now. Alice, you mean? Oh, what did I you say? You said Aramantha. I was oh like, my wait, gosh. I was like, Aramantha didn't no. talk to her. It's getting late. I'm tired. Um, no, Alice basically was just like, no, go home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what fate dealt. That's what the eddies of the cauldron decided. And Feyre goes, I don't believe in fate, nor do I believe in some ridiculous cauldron. Take me to her. And Alice goes, it says, Alice studied me for a moment before her eyes soften, as you wish. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, what did Alice see in that moment? I'm like, sure she it, saw the fierceness and, like, yeah. the love that she had. And it's, like, she's not going to quit. Like, even if you don't take her, she is going to get there somehow. Yes. So it's, like, take her and, like, let her just do this. Right. Alice let her decide. I know. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm just hung up on that point right now for some reason. But yeah. anyway, just, like, such an emotional few chapters yeah this whole section what that was 28 through 32 yes 28 through 32 all of the feels yes um next week is chapters 33 through 36 okay and we only have three more episodes left until we're done with this book so lots of exciting things to come as it wraps up yes um so once again let us know what you think Talk to us on socials, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Jump in on the conversation. We look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye-bye.